0: U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has departed from Malaysia and is on a flight headed toward Northeast Asia.
1: Reports say she could make a stop in Taiwan and land in Taipei Songshan Airport late Tuesday night. Reports say that if Pelosi does indeed make a stop in Taiwan, she will visit the Legislative Yuan at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. She'll then go to the presidential office and sit with President Tsai Ing-wen. After a lunch reception at the Taipei Guest House. She's scheduled to visit the National Human Rights Museum in Jingmei, where she will meet several human rights activists. China has suspended import of thousands of Taiwanese food products in a move that FDA officials say is politically motivated.
0: The import ban affects products from more than 100 Taiwanese companies, and hard-hit products include honey, tea, tea leaves and seafood. The Council of Agriculture says it will launch response measures to help producers cope with the sudden ban.
2: On the website for China's General Administration of Customs, thousands of Taiwanese food products are now listed as banned from import. The products are from more than 100 Taiwanese companies, including Guo E, Yi, AGV, Guaiguai, Yimei and Weichen with a total of more than 3,000 food items listed under the ban.
3: We held a meeting this morning and decided to have the food items first returned to us. However, China is our main market, so after the items are returned, we aren't sure how we are going to go about selling them. It's a real headache for us. Some pastry makers feel there are too many problems to deal with, so they've already begun shifting to new markets. They've begun selling in Southeast Asia or in the U.S., so they are less impacted by this ban.
2: Although some producers have shifted distribution to markets in Southeast Asia and the U.S., many of the shipping containers already in China may need to be brought back to Taiwan. Any expired foods will need to be discarded, resulting in losses for producers. Exporters say they hope the government can help them diversify their markets to spread out risk. The suspension of imports is seen by many as a protest from
3: China against the Taiwan visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's quite expected. The news over the past few days has been reporting on various actions by China. They can't totally rely on China, so we have to support them. We have to do more to help them. One person called for everyone to buy up pastries and help the industry. Meanwhile, the Council of Agriculture also promised assistance. The Council of Agriculture and the Ministry of Economic Affairs will provide relevant assistance to those companies and producers who are impacted. We will ensure they can register for help as soon as possible.
2: The COA says that honey, tea leaves, and seafood are among the foodstuffs most heavily affected by the ban. Though their export value was not high last year, the council says it will launch response measures. Though China says that a lack of documentation is to blame for the suspension, the FDA says political factors could be at play. Processed food exports to China and Hong Kong reached 646.21 million U.S. dollars last year, which was less than the year before. Foodstuff's producers worry that the number could be even less this year. They hope to find new markets to reduce risk.
0: Prices for several Taiwan-made and imported car models have gone up, with some models selling for up to 100,000 NT more than they did last month.
1: Car makers say the price rise comes amid mounting costs due to COVID and Russia's invasion of
4: Ukraine.
3: The car dealer explains the features of the car models to find the best fit for each consumer. Starting August, the price of many Taiwan-made cars and imported models is expected to go up. I was
2: lucky to buy it before the price went up. It's almost as if I had earned some money.
3: People who need a car for their commute will still buy it. It won't make a difference. COVID and Russia's invasion of Ukraine have sent material and chip costs soaring and disrupted shipping routes. Amid all these unfavorable conditions, carmakers say that they can't absorb costs any longer.
2: We didn't want our customers to bear the brunt of it, so we did. We absorbed the costs all up until now. We can't absorb the costs any longer. So the price
3: rise reflects some of these costs. Car models set to get more expensive in August include hatchbacks like the Honda Fit Hybrid and the Skoda Fabia, which will go up by 20,000 NT, or about 2.5%. Sedans, such as the Hyundai Kona, will go up by 10,000 to 30,000 NT, that's a hike of 1 to 3 percent. The Subaru Forester's price is also set to go up by 100,000 NT, an increase of 8.6 percent. Meanwhile, the price of the Lexus ES could go up by 1 percent. For the short term, car buyers are going to have to spend quite a bit more to get the car of their dreams.
1: Business at hotels is rapidly recovering as tourists flock to sightseeing spots around Taiwan. Hoteliers say occupancy on weekends can be as high as 80 percent and that about 40 percent of guests take advantage of government subsidies.
0: Some hotels are even hiring additional staff to attend to the growing number of travelers.
2: The hotel lobby is full of people as receptionists check customers in. Some travelers say that on weekends, they had to wait more than an hour to complete arrival procedures. COVID is easing, and many people are taking advantage of summer discounts to go
3: sightseeing with their family. We planned it to take advantage of the government subsidies. Some friends of mine were talking about how the programs were good to take the kids out during the summer break. The pool was packed full, and many hotels are fully booked. We had a really hard time finding a room last time we went to Elan.
2: Everyone is itching to travel, and hotels are finally profiting. Occupancy rates have gone up significantly. The Regent Taipei is 75% booked on weekdays and 80% on weekends. The Grand Hyatt Taipei, which has a large number of rooms, is 40% booked on weekdays and almost 60% on weekends. Occupancy at the Sheraton Grand Taipei Hotel and Le Meridien Taipei is at between 50% to 60% on weekdays, and about 80% on weekends. At long last, life is returning to the hospitality sector, partly thanks
3: to government subsidy programs. Some friends were saying we could go somewhere. If you want to travel, do so. But there is no need to force it. The subsidies can reduce the cost. If you want to revitalize the economy, subsidy plans are a must. I'd go to Hualien if I could." The government launched the travel
2: subsidy program two weeks ago. Already, subsidies have been used in 431-room bookings, spending 550 million NT of the program's budget. The tourism bureau says that not even half of the available subsidies have been used yet. Though popularity has waned somewhat since launch, the Bureau says
3: the budget could run out as early as September. About 40% of our guests are using the government subsidy programs. There's also a ray of hope that border controls will continue easing, so we're hiring, and we're especially looking for customer-facing staff. The tourism sector is back in business, and with so many travelers, some
2: hotels are hoping to hire additional staff.
0: You might have heard of patients coming to Taipei to consult a top doctor or even going abroad for a rare treatment. But have you heard of Taipei residents heading to Taidong for the best medical care? If you have an ear, nose or throat issue, you might consider it.
1: Thirteen years ago, Dr. Chen Laok Dao left a prestigious post in the capital to serve the people of Taidong. Now he's attracting patients into the county. Now in his 70s, he's determined to keep on giving his best to the rural communities of the East Coast as long as he can. He's the
5: best doctor I've ever had.
3: This patient has a frog in his throat describing the impact of Dr. Chen Lukda's care. The Ear, Nose and Throat Specialist at Taidong Christian Hospital has many patients come to him all the way from Taipei for his heartfelt and conscientious treatment.
5: Dr. Chen's medical skills and his attitude are wonderful. We still live in Taipei and we come here on the train just to see him.
3: Dr. Chen conducts a careful examination, not letting a single detail escape his notice. He's been working here in Taidong for 13 years, serving communities with relatively underdeveloped medical services and attracting countless grateful patients.
5: The foreign missionaries would say that the US was just over the road, but the top of the mountain was a world away. It seemed rather tragic to me that they came all the way from over the ocean, with the whole family in tow, still young, to help folks in Taidung. But our own Taiwanese neighbors wouldn't do anything to help.
3: That thought inspired Dr. Chen to retire from National Taiwan University Hospital at the age of just 58. He moved 300 kilometers away to Taidong and became the ear, nose and throat expert at Taidong Christian Hospital. Although it was tough for his family, they supported his vision.
5: That year when he was officially going to move to Taitung, we bought a new car and we all went for a family trip to Sun Moon Lake. Then we drove home and he stayed here. Usually it's the children who eventually leave home. But for us, it was our dad who left home.
3: Now he's also branched out into education paying for a classroom of hope where children from rural villages can receive free tutoring.
5: I had a fall one year when I had a stroke, but God brought me back to life, giving me a new life. My doctor said that my work here wasn't complete yet, and that I had to keep on going.
3: Now seven years old, Dr. Chen has had seven stents put in his heart, but he's still full of enthusiasm for his work determined to keep on serving the people of Taidong for as long as he can.
1: Taiwan on Tuesday reported 23,302 local COVID cases and 31 COVID-related deaths. Meanwhile, contact tracing efforts are underway in Taipei to find contacts of two people confirmed with the BA5 subvariant. So far,
0: two of their contacts have tested positive for COVID, but genetic test sequencing have yet to come back out. Let's hear from the CCC.
3: Yesterday, we reported two special patients, two local infections of the BA5 subvariant. We have tested their families and colleagues, but genetic sequencing results won't come out for another day or two. We'll announce the results once we have them.
0: It remains to be seen how widespread the BA5 subvariant is in Taiwan. Something that is growing, however, is the number of people with long COVID. So far, 3,174 patients have sought medical help at 108 designated clinics around Taiwan. Many patients report shortness of breath and difficult, difficulty even climbing up one flight of stairs. Today, we take a peek into the world of the entrepreneur. Three young foodies decided to band together to open a Japanese restaurant chain seven years ago.
1: Although the early days were full of trouble, they managed to th- thrive and carve out a niche in the competitive industry. Let's take a look at how they did it.
3: A 9 kilo salmon is brought over from the fishing harbor first thing in the morning. The chef skins it nimbly, dividing the meat and then removing the bones with tweezers. Then he cuts out the finest, fattiest cuts, just 40% of the fish. One of the
2: fish
4: When a fish comes in, another store might sell the whole thing. We only sell about half of it. We have waste of about 50%. Salmon and swordfish have a lot of bristle, which we cut straight off.
3: Absolutely no bristle is the number one rule of sashimi. A fastidious commitment to the best ingredients is the secret of success for this Japanese restaurant.
4: The fish is so fresh here, really. I just saw the owner killing it himself. I often invite friends to come and eat with me. The most extreme we had was a regular customer who came five times a week. When we started the business, we wanted to attract customers with low prices, but we used the same quality of ingredients as high-end Japanese restaurants.
3: Japanese cuisine requires fresh ingredients and high quality to shine. At this restaurant, the prices are much less than the market norm. They offer luxury set meals for bargain prices by joining forces with peers in the same business.
4: Because I know lots of people in the business, after all, we all started off as small restaurants. So we buy our ingredients together, which allow us to control the costs. In my view, although things are hard for our generation of young people, if we are united enough, we will have a certain advantage in the market.
3: In the first year of the restaurant, these three young entrepreneurs worked together managing everything themselves. When the store shut, they headed to the fish market at the crack of dawn to choose the best catch. Only when everything was all in hand did they head home for a bit of downtime. They worked like that for a whole year to get the business off the ground and running.
4: You really have to be psychologically prepared to start a business. That is, you might go through a few tough years that the average person wouldn't be willing to go through. I remember when we had just started, the three of us probably only slept about four or five hours a night.
3: Now after seven years in business, the trio have three stores open and thriving and a monthly turnover of more than a million NT. By working together, they've opened up possibilities that none could have created alone.
1: The Taiwan Railways Administration Union says that employees will not work upcoming holidays and that it is not ruling out a full strike in November.
0: The union and transport ministry have failed to reach a consensus on workers' pay and benefits, among other issues related to the planned corporatization of the TRA. If the two sides can't work things out in time, the union says it may strike during November's local elections, which may have a big impact on voter turnout.
2: A refusal by railway workers to work during the Labor Day holiday back in May resulted in the Transport Ministry replacing trains with buses for the weekend. Now, with the mid-autumn festival and National Day holidays fast approaching, the TRA union says that workers may again refuse to work. It's calling for roughly 1,500
3: train drivers nationwide to take the holidays off. During holidays, people like to travel. Now, with this type of thing happening, lots of people's plans are going to be affected. When they suddenly stop working like this, they may have the reasons, but for the public, it's very inconvenient. Members of the public express concerns about the impact of a potential railway disruption on holiday travel.
2: Meanwhile, the union says the number of trains that will operate during the two upcoming holidays may even be smaller than the 18 services that were offered on Labor Day. The union says similar action may be taken during the local elections in November, and it will not rule out taking further action with a strike.
3: As for the local elections, on the day of the elections, we will first go through legal procedures to obtain the right to vote during elections, we will be taking more than just one day off. The voting rate is going to decline because there are a lot of people from southern Taiwan who have to go back. These workers can protect their rights, but they shouldn't do it in a way that seems like they're punishing everyone. Doing it this way burdens everyone. With concerns arising that the next disruption of train
2: services may last more than just a single day, the transport ministry met with the union to discuss its concerns. However, when talks on the corporatization of the TRA turned to workers' salaries and benefits, the two sides again reached an
3: impasse. The Ministry of Transportation and Communications has already made promises to TRA workers regarding the company's corporatization. Now, let's work together to win back the public trust. With the TRA union and the transport
2: ministry still unable to reach a consensus on workers' pay and other issues, more railway disruptions may be on the horizon. Transport Minister Wang Guocai says he will continue to pursue dialogue with the union.
0: Now about bouquet of news for Pokemon fans. A series of events is bringing a special fruity Pikachu to Taipei City. You'll be able to see him performing in Da'an Forest Park.
1: Mayor Ko wen was on hand to discuss his own feelings about the Japanese video game phenomenon. And we also have an update from the city's beloved Pokemon grandpa. When we last spoke to the Pokemon Go expert back in 2020, he had dozens of phones on one bike in his efforts to catch them all.
2: A Pikachu in a fruity t-shirt charms the audience. This limited edition fruity Pikachu is only available in Taipei. He will appear in Pokemon Go for one year from October on and star at multiple events organized by the Pokemon Company and Taipei City. This glowing Pikachu has a luminous head at night. You can see him performing in Da'an Forest Park in the evening. Ticket holders will also get to meet the rare Pokemon Pachirisu. Taipei Meh He doesn't play Pokemon Go, but he knows that many see a
3: likeness between him and Psyduck. I don't know why I get put together with Psyduck. I really can't see what we have in common, apart from this head-scratching thing we do. could put on a Psyduck shirt prepared for him,
2: but declined to enter a beauty contest with the Pokemon. This Japanese video game creatures are still as big now as they were decades ago, with seemingly universal appeal.
3: Pokemon Go is especially popular. In Taiwan, like in most countries, the average age of gamers has gone up. The way we play video games has changed. Now you can also play while walking outside. So So it's also a health or fitness thing. You can also interact with other gamers in real life. Two years ago, Taiwan
2: featured its own Pokemon Go celebrity a grandpa who attached more than 60 smartphones to his bike in order to catch them all. His dedication
3: made him the most famous Pokemon hunter in the country. I don't take them off to ride around here. I can see fine and I can see the cars coming. When I ride down a busier big road, then I take a few phones off and I can see better. Since our last interview, Pokemon Grandpa achieved his goal of 72 phones on his bike, with
2: sponsorship from a phone company. His family informed us that he's not able to speak easily anymore since a stroke at the start of the year. Neighbors surely missed the sight of Grandpa riding down the street on his latest quest.
1: Heavy rains battered Taiwan throughout Tuesday as the island came under the influence of a low-pressure area. At one point, the Central Weather Bureau had issued heavy rain and extremely heavy rain advisories in 19 cities and counties.
0: Southern Taiwan and the very north of the island could continue seeing heavy rains and lightning through Wednesday. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau. The depression could give
3: rise to the development of tropical disturbances such as the one in the waters southeast of Taiwan. But as it moves west, its potential to grow is limited. Next week, a low-pressure system could also form in the South China Sea. The data suggests that such a system will form, but more observation is needed to determine how it will develop.
0: Forecasters say the rain will only start easing over the weekend. They say they'll keep watch on another tropical disturbance taking shape above the South China Sea to determine how it will affect Taiwan.